Marissa, the Catalyst, your host for In Ema's Eyes, a podcast where we take a glimpse at kind of a pass-through at the weekly Torah portion, and we glean insights to our parenting practice from the Parsha along the way. Again, I'm your host, Sasha, the, the Catalyst, and I am back after a long break. Thank you so much for your patience with me. I really needed that break. I did get my um, book proposal s- submitted that I was talk- kind of hinting to at our la- in our last episode. So if you're a person who prays, I would love it if you would ask for favor for my book proposal. Um, I think that the, the idea that I proposed um, has the, the potential to impact thousands, thousands of families, literally. Um, and I'm don't, I don't, I'm certainly not saying that with any ego, but I just really believe in the, I'm passionate about the idea that I proposed. So anyway, in the interest of families, um, taking the lead in their, in their children's lives, I think, um, anyway, if you, if you believe in families taking the lead in their own children's lives in, uh, in life affirming ways, um, I, I would just ask that you would pray. We'll find out, uh, God willing, we'll find out at the end of the month of April um, what they decide. So on with today's episode, Um, during the break, I had an epiphany, and sometimes breaks are really good for the soul. Um, And one of the epiphanies that I had was just recently, actually, I had an experience with a client I'm working with, um, not one of my one-on-one clients, it's a a corporate client that I'm doing some um, different kind of guidance. It's some of the same principles I use with my coaching in my coaching practice. Um, but this client, you know, is still refining some of their goals. It's not as easy as saying, I want to get through dinner time without yelling (laughs) because sometimes when you're in a transition stage as a corporation, um, it's the, it, you have to kind of refine the goals as you grow as a business. So they're in the process of, so it's more like guiding a teenager who's still figuring themselves out or a 20 something. So, um, which is different. And they also have the keys to the car. So like, you know, the guidance with the, as we talked about in prior episodes, the guidance with, uh, with an adult child is way different than the guidance for a toddler in a lot of ways, but some similarities. So anyway, um, and it, the, 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 the client is not my child by any stretch of the imagination, but what happened was, um, there was something that was said, I can't remember what, and that's often how stories start. But what I remember was feeling this deep amount of bitterness and anxiety because I felt myself tempted to people please and like overstep my own boundaries in order to make peace with a couple of people. And, um, I don't know, I've learned a lot about the difficulty that comes up from doing things like that. And so it made me step back. And of course I prayed because whenever I start to feel that kind of bitterness, the next step is going to be a resentment. And I don't really want to have to go through all the heavy soul work it takes to get rid of a resentment. So I prefer to stop it at the bitterness stage, right? (laughs) Anyway, um, but more on that some other time, right? So I stepped back and I asked Hashem, I'm like, what is the matter here? And, um... I didn't hear an audible voice, but the message that came through to me through my husband and through a very close friend of mine 
in completely different conversations, in completely different contexts, and without any provocation. I mean, it's not like I went to them and said, what do you think I should do with my life? You know, (laughs) Um, it was just feedback they were giving me kind of unsolicited, except they were just reacting to the stress I was going through that week. And what they said was, you need to get your priorities figured out. And so I went to Hash- back to Hashem and said, okay, obviously I am not numbering my days. Uh, the psalmist tells us to, to teach us to number our days. And I, you know, I have an open root center. And so I'm kind of timeless by nature. I, there's part of my soul that just knows that I'm eternal and that the, this is very temporary. Everything is very temporary. And so I just really don't have a good grasp of what time it is or how much time I've spent doing something. In fact, I want to tell you the truth right now here, a little behind the scenes view of my workstation right now. I have my garage band going because I mean, if you're going to record a podcast, why not do it in a really cool app called garage band, right? Uh, I'm kind of a recovering eighties fan anyway, uh, and heavy metal. What was that? Headbangers ball and MTV. And anyway, uh, I'm letting my little quirky misfit side come out a little bit here, but next to my iPad with my really cool app called garage band is a stopwatch telling me exactly how long I have been droning on in your ears. And sometimes even the stopwatch can't convince me that it's time to move on. So anyway, um, so maybe you could say that one of my problems is that whenever I do finally engage in something and I'm not multitasking, I really put a lot of myself into it and I lose track of time very easily. So, um, so that, I think that's what my husband was trying to talk to me about like when he said, you need to get better priorities that maybe I'm spending too much time doing some things and those, some things aren't bringing me joy and therefore they're stressing me and the fam- the family out. I'm not sure what my, I can't, again, I can't recall what sparked the conversation from my other friend, but what happened was I went back to Hashem and said, okay, I apparently need to number my days differently. And so the inspired thought that came after that was that I should focus the majority of my time and energy in areas of my life where I'm not replaceable. I I was, I was able to be really honest with myself and with God and found out that the bitterness I was feeling was because I was working really hard in a position where I was easily replaceable and that I was forsaking time in those other areas of my life where I am not replaceable. Now, let me just give you a short list of places where I'm not replaceable. I am not replaceable to my husband. I am not replaceable to my children and I am absolutely not replaceable to anyone who has the, um, the, who I have the honor of calling my friend. I'm pretty picky about who gets on my list of friends. And so if you're my friend, I know that you value me. That's why we're friends because you have at some point showed me that you value me for who I am, who I really am. And that I can be safe to be me around you. And so, but I'm not replaceable to you then if you know me that well. Right. So, and how about my business? Who's going to run my business for me if I'm sick? You know, like I'm not replaceable in my own business, my own podcast, my own, you know, my own platform. So So what I started doing uh, the next Monday is I actually informed the client that I needed to scale back my hours a couple hours a week because I needed to. I needed to so that I wouldn't turn my bitterness into resentment and then end up quitting someday. So, And actually since since I did that, it's just such a small step. It was only two hours. It wasn't like I was scaling back half the contract or something. I'd like... They offered me a couple more hours a week than we had originally negotiated. 
they told me it could be a trial period. So I scaled it back because it wasn't working for my family or for me. And I'm really proud of myself because I don't usually, I usually have to like have some sort of conflict first. You know? So anyway, enough about me. Um, what does that have to do with this week's Parsha that I'm really, really wondering what does this story have to do with this week's Parsha? Um, what it has to do with this week's Parsha is that we are talking about, sac- we've begun a, a book, Vaikra, talking about sacrifice and you cannot sacrifice something you don't own. And one of the few things I own in my life is my 24 hours. What am I going to do with my time and my resources? And so, um, so today I'm telling, I'm telling you the story because I just, I want to let you know that there are a couple adjustments you'll notice to the podcast from here forward. I'm not going to spend time talking into a microphone, reviewing the Torah portion. So if you're a person that isn't reading the Torah portion for yourself, I encourage you to begin doing that because that's actually something that is your sacrifice that you can do with your time. And uh, if you don't want to do that, there's hundreds, I mean, literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of commentary out there or websites that you could read the Torah portion or hear it and hear someone read it to you. There's apps for that too. Um, and so I, I'm not going to spend the time in our podcast telling you what's in the Bible on the Torah portions anymore because I would rather get to the stories about parenting and about real life. Those are the things you came here to hear. Those are the things that you came here, you came here wanting to be inspired because parenting's hard. Even when you're a great parent, parenting is hard because it's constant. I, I told, um, one of my friends also last week that for some days it feels like a Chinese water torture because character development does not happen overnight. But if I don't do the work, I have, it's like, it's like your garden. If you don't pull the weeds, they're still there tomorrow. <laughs> you know, nobody's coming and pulling my weeds for me, you know? So, um, so I'm trying to be more personable and attending to the children when I'm with them and attending to the business when I'm with it and attending to the the corporate client when I'm with them. And that way my focus is with the person I'm with. And in that respect, everyone's getting a better version of me. So, um, so that's what I want to leave you with today that my parenting touch point today is, is to scan your, is, is to do what, to copy me, do what I did, scan, go to God in prayer and scan your own calendar and ask yourself, is there anything I'm doing on this calendar in which I am completely 100% replaceable. And can I let those things go? Maybe someone else is supposed to do that job better than I am. I mean, it's possible. And then where in my life am I irreplaceable? And where, where can I put in more hours doing that? Another way I heard um, that you can manage your priorities, like uh, it's kind of like a checkpoint, like is my, are my decisions lining up with what I say my priorities are? So, for example, if I say that my priorities are to lose weight, but then I go through the drive-thru and order ice cream every day, I'm, you know, my behavior isn't really matching my priorities, if that makes sense. So we do that a lot as humans. We say we really, really value reading, but then we don't read. We talk about reading, you know. So, um, or fitness. There's a lot of categories that fall into this. So that's another way I can look at my value statement in my life by how I'm, by my bank statement. How am I spending my money? How am I spending, well, how am I spending the money God gave me and my family through our efforts and how am I spending the time that God gives me every day? 
And so, um, yeah, so back to sacrifice in Vaikra, we talk about lots of different sacrifices. And the sacrifice, the one sacrifice I want to hone in on for today's story is the Ola offering, which is a burnt offering, a whole burnt offering. And you cannot bring a whole burnt offering that you don't own. And it all gets burnt. It all gets burnt up. It's all given as an offering. Nobody eats it. And it's a complete sacrifice. And what this reminds me of as a parent is that there are a lot of moments in my household where it is really a sacrifice, where I don't feel like making lunch or I don't feel like being patient and I don't feel like picking up toys and I don't feel like watching one more Bluey episode, but I do it because it's a sacrifice I'm making because in that particular relationship, I'm irreplaceable. And it's a sacrifice I know that God sees and I know that he notices and, um, and it's one that I'm grateful. And so I'm also making an Ola offering on this podcast by saying thank you to the one who gave me breath today to do those things. Um, I just want to say thank you. So I would love to hear back from my fans. I'm one of those people that doesn't really believe in one-way relationships. I don't know. They kind of bother me. So if you're like that too, and I think you are because you're probably one of my friends, um, could you you know, reciprocate a little bit. Um, if you could just drop a comment about what are some things that you're thankful for, or what are your priorities or, you know, even a little thing, if you'd like to share what, what inspired you about today's podcast, I'm not looking for accolades, just a conversation. And so with that, I will wish you a blessing. I always, I try to always end our podcast on a blessing because speaking a blessing in love is one of the highest forms of speech that you could ever utter. So may the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you with a life that aligns with your inner priorities and a life that rings true to your own soul, the way that you were created. I love you. Keep it up. You're doing great work. Shalom.